Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to welcome all of you to coming along with me daily on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. As we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on our show. Thank you for making it so popular. Our flagship station, Red State, the talk monster, which is the largest talk platform in the nation, most listened to platform in the nation. Really proud to be a part of that family. And if you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not. And right there, you will see the Red State talk billboard in every hour, 24 hours a day. The C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there in Times Square, about a block, half block away from where they drop the big ball. Still trying to find out what's going to happen with the big ball uh, for 2021. Shout outs to so many of our good friends around the nation and especially to a lady that uh, I have met through a really good friend of mine. In fact, my girl uh, there in uh, Fort Pierce is with Mrs. Mayfield, and we wish you all of the best and all good things, Mrs. Mayfield, and certainly hope that this is a great day for you in America and that tomorrow will be even better. Great shout out and thank you uh, for listening to the show and uh, certainly hope that you enjoy it today. Mrs. Mayfield there in Fort Pierce, Florida. Well, hey, folks, a lot of things are going on today that I think you need to pay attention to. I have been gone. I've been out on the road. I've been visiting. Yeah, I've been out on the road and, um, uh, you know, forging, you know, moving forward with my American life as you should. Yes, you should. You should be moving forward with your American life because, my friends, you only get one of them. Are you hearing me? You only get one, American life. (laughs) And you should thank God above that you have it. Yes, you should. And hey, listen, uh, anyone listening to this show, you know, you know that you're going to get a good dose of my theology and my worldview, which is a Christian worldview. You're going to get a good dose of that. And you're going to know that, you know, yeah, Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. No doubt about it. And all of it is centered around how that is involved with the political spectrum here in this country. 
Because so many of us as conservatives, so many of us as Christians and people of faith, whatever your faith may be, whether you believe in, you know, the rock that's in your garden, you know, whatever you think or whatever you believe, I know that all of us believe something outside of our immediate selves. I have not met too many people who are that narcissistic as to believe that uh, there is no world outside of themselves. There has to be something outside of yourself, of yourself, that is of influence and significance. And there is in that also uh, an approach to faith, that may not be in God. It's in that thing that may or may not be helpful to you at all, but that's where your faith is. You know, it could be a a person, you know. But this is what I'm saying, folks. You living in America is an absolute blessing, in my opinion, from the Creator who I believe determined where you'd be, uh, you know, we, you know, for a purpose, there's a purpose in me being here and uh, maybe some distant Nigerian or cousin being there or some distant Scottish cousin being there. You know, it, there's a purpose in it and we won't understand it until maybe we, uh, until I know we, we leave this, you know, frame on this realm. And so, Why should we live our lives in fear? Yesterday, the president of the United States, Donald John Trump, and no uh, more so have I felt him uh, growing and have grown into that office than I did yesterday when he stood there on the portico and took that mask off. And declared that he would not be afraid and he did not want us as Americans to be afraid. And friends, I want you to understand this. That the only thing truly that we have ever had to be uh, uh, to fear and that is being afraid. I tweeted out just a little bit ago uh, that we have to stop this hysteria. Sure, we we can't be uh, reckless. Of course not. Understood. We can't be reckless, but this is the truth of the matter. Understand the truth of the matter. You have a greater chance of getting in your automobile today and getting out on whatever American street you drive and being killed in a car crash than you have of being killed by COVID-19. Yet, we get in our cars without thinking about it, and we go and live our American lives without fear that that crash could occur. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The crash can always occur. Disaster can always happen. Friends, 
you can be standing in your yard. In Louisiana, we have a lot of trees around here, right? We have many trees in Louisiana. You know, we have the the uh, pine trees, you know, the, uh, the oak trees, hickory, you know, uh, walnut tree, all types of trees are here. You can be standing in your yard. This happened just a couple of months ago. And it just, it, 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 life happens. Limb uh, large enough to crack his skull fell out of a tree in his yard. Guy I knew. Killed him. Dead. (laughs) Yeah. Are you going to be afraid now to stand in your yard? Now, that type of mania and that type of paranoia is exactly where our young people on college campuses are being led to. I tweeted out, uh, or no, in my next um, Real Talk, which is coming up real soon, it'll be out this week, in my next Real Talk, if you're going to hear these words, if government cannot control you with the virus... They will control you with fear of the virus. And that's what they've done. They, they told you to stay home from work. And not to go to church. And we, but you could go to Walmart. <laughs> you, and you could burn stuff down in the streets. You could do that. But, but you better stay home from work because COVID's at work. And COVID is certainly at church, but it's not at Walmart. <laughs> no, it's not at Walmart. And it's not on the streets. It's not smashing windows out at Macy's either. <laughs> you can do that. You won't get COVID there in those places. <laughs> Fear of the virus. Fear of the virus is what is controlling you. And Americans we we we're the we have I yeah, I believe they actually put a man on the men on the moon. I believe that. I mean, okay, you may say I'm a, I'm crazy for believing that. And I know that some of you are just big time conspiracy theorists, but no, I, I think uh it, it, I think it really takes more genius to pull off that type of hoax than it takes to actually do it. And so I think we actually put people on the moon and returned them safely to Earth. I really believe that. I believe that we have forged rivers. We have crossed over mountain passes from one ocean, the Atlantic, all the way to the Pacific Ocean, and we have braved yellow fever, Scarlet fever, attacks by uh, native uh, people who were wanting to defend their territory. And we forged our way all the way to the other ocean, the Pacific Ocean. And Americans together, red, yellow, black, and white, we have uh, had dominion over this land. Just as God intended for us to have dominion over the earth, we have had dominion over this land. We call it America. It's been called America. 
Yeah. And, and we have been blessed, all of us. I don't care how you got here, okay? Understand that. I don't care how you got here to this country. If you are a citizen of this nation, you consider yourself among the most blessed people on the face of the globe. And, and I don't care who you are. I don't care how poor you are. You would rather be poor here than poor anywhere else. Are you hearing me? You better, if you are sick here, be glad you're sick here. If you're hungry here, be glad you're hungry here. And any of us who have worked hard and, and anybody us who have tried to uh, you know, earn a living and live your life the, as best you can. You know that when you leave here and go somewhere else, I don't care if you're living in a, in a resort somewhere, if you're staying in a resort somewhere else. If you're like me, you can't wait to get back here. <laughs> it's just not the same you can be anywhere and it's not like being home here in america count your blessings that you are an american and you must live your american life that's all the president is trying to say and as as most of you know I sit on one of, well, two of his boards, sits on, sit on two of his boards, uh, blacks for Trump and evangelicals for Trump, more closely associated with blacks for Trump and evangelicals for Trump. Uh, Paul, a good friend. In fact, Michelle, um, wherever you are, Michelle is trying to get a, a daughter married off wherever you are. When we get this thing hooked up again, I want to get Paula back on before the election. No doubt. Paula White, uh, Pastor Paula White need to get her back on the show before the election because, folks, I got to tell you something. I did the last la- live show, and I'm going to talk about this in this next segment. Uh, I did my last live show before I went visiting um, on Thursday. Okay, early Monday, uh, uh, early Friday morning, early Friday morning, I just, you know, my habit is to see what's going on in the world. Uh, And sometimes I may start seeing what's going on about 4.30, 5 o'clock in the morning. Okay. And I was getting texts and and emails that uh, the president had tested positive for coronavirus. Now, this is early Friday morning. Okay, heart in my throat, or, you know, anybody who cares about the president. And, you know, you were very concerned. You were just concerned. And, um, but he was never showing fear. He never showed fear. And, and friends, I don't know, I don't care what any of you have to say about it and what they're saying on CNN or MSNBC. That, to me, is true Leadership. That is true leadership, is to maintain your composure, your cool, 
even though you are personally, physically under fire by something that you should be very afraid of at your age and slightly overweight, you should be afraid of that by all of the outliers of what you're being told. You should be very afraid. But in the midst of it, this president showed the type of courage that Joe Biden could never show. He showed the type of intestinal fortitude that we as Americans can take courage in knowing that he is the commander in chief of this nation. You should be very, very grateful. And you should not be stupid in changing horses as president at this point in time. That my friends, would be absolute folly. Now, there's a lot for us to talk about. Hey, listen, I've been gone from you uh, for several days now, and um, I need to talk to you today. So it's just you and me today. And there's a a myriad of things I need to talk to you about. COVID-19 being one of them. And I started off, and I I, I said this to you, and I I want you to take take heed of this. The chances of you being killed in a car crash today is much greater, is greater than you being dying, than you you dying from COVID-19. Doesn't matter what age you are. The chances of you dying from this is very slim. And I believe that some figures are about to be released as to how many people actually died of influenza. The real figures. I mean, you know, you can go Google it and all this kind of stuff. But real hard figures of influenza last year this time, last year this time, as compared to this year this time. I'm not sure, but I'm I'm thinking that we may be very surprised to see those numbers in various demographics are the same, if not greater. The hysteria is killing us. And it'll destroy this country if we continue down that path. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. And thanks to all of you for listening out there and the uh, greater American audience across the fruited plains of this great nation and around the globe. We're going to return with more of the show in just a few minutes. Don't you go anywhere.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA, and yes, it is because of people just like you throughout the Fruited Plains. I want to thank all of you for coming along with us here today. You know, um, I just saw this, um, two British ISIS terrorists. And that, that name, that uh, ISIS thing has gone away, uh, who, who had been accused of being involved in the murders of U.S. hostages in Syria. Uh, yeah, like cutting their heads off, uh, are expected to be brought to the United States uh, in the next several weeks to stand trial for cutting off people's heads. You know, we've forgotten about uh, how heinous uh, all of this was when there was another administration in office. And you know what? I really think that it would still be going on. I really think that ISIS would still be marching toward uh, having one of the largest caliphates since Genghis Khan if uh, Hillary Clinton had become president. She would just continued what type of madness uh, that was being set forth by Obama. She would have continued it. And the people in Washington, D.C. had gotten comfortable with it. And hey, guess what, Americans? You, too, you had gotten comfortable with it. You had been lulled to sleep. And uh, they had found out that the slave does not necessarily seek freedom. They had found out that the slave only wants comfort. He seeks comfort. Yeah, he seeks a softer bed to lay in, a roof that doesn't leak over his head, give him more food in his bowl, and the slave will trade his freedom for comfort. On Obama phone, you know the story. Free education, free college, whatever. The slave will trade his liberty, his freedom, for the comfort, as long as he doesn't have to work too hard for it. And and, and friends, remember what I'm telling you, and and that's what I really feel is happening here, and and you don't understand just how uh, God has his hand in all of this. This thing is not falling apart. I have a feeling it's all falling together. I really do. And that the providence of God is being seen over and over and over and over, even in this president. And pray for him. I lift him up in prayers, uh, as well as his wife, Melania, and uh, his his son, Baron, his daughter, Ivanka, Eric, uh, Don Jr., you know, and Tiffany, you know. Pray for his whole family. Because one of the things that he is trying to show us, and I hope you get this, is that there's a difference between being uh, uh, slaves and prisoners. And Americans, we have always felt as though those who would want to uh, control us 
would want to make us their slaves. And we never have allowed that. They have tried to imprison us on many occasions. And the difference between a prisoner and a slave, I've told you this before on many occasions, but I don't want you to forget it, especially as we head into this election cycle. And that will be the difference between who you vote for, because one would make you captive to their ideology, denying your American thought process and the First Amendment right that we have as Americans. In fact, it's what makes us Americans. And defending that with the Second Amendment right is what makes us Americans. Are you hearing me? So the difference between a prisoner and a slave is that you can let a slave just run all over the plantation. He's not going to try and run away. Not a slave. No, slaves never, never going to try and run away. He's got it good. He's he, he eating good. He's living good. He's uh, got a little old job that he does. A massa likes him and all that kind of stuff. You know, he's not going to run away. Slaves not going to run away. He's going to love his benevolent master. And that's what Democrats are all about. Don't you get my movie. I, I started that conversation eight years ago. If you hear any black people talking about this, they weren't talking about it before I was. Made a movie about it, made a film about it. Yeah, eight years ago. And, 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 And so when we look at a prisoner, on the other hand, you have to chain a prisoner up. Or what? Or they will escape. And that's what I did. That's what the film's called, Runaway Slave. You have to chain prisoners up. And Americans have always uh, rebelled against being chained up. And we were, we've always constantly tried to escape being imprisoned by people who would uh, stifle our thought process and our natural freedoms as human beings. That's what it's all about. That's what this American experience is all about. And that's what this president is trying to tell you not to be afraid of. You have to live it in order to be it. To be an American, you have to live life boldly. (laughs) When have we become sheepish? Lately. We've become sheepish lately. When have we become sheepish? We've become sheepish lately. Americans, we've never been this sheepish. Never. We've never let government take this type of control over our lives. Never. We would vote them out, but somehow we like the lies that we are being told. We love uh, what they're whispering in our ears right now. And that is they'll take care of us. How long do you think that can last? You don't want to be kept by anybody. Never. Because then they have the power to determine how long you're kept, if you're kept, when you're kept, how you're kept, and, uh, you know, all of that. You're not your brother's keeper. You can help your brother. You can help your children, but you can't keep them all their lives. You can't do it. Yeah. If so, you ruin them. 
And perhaps that's what we've done to our American children over the the period of time, because those who fought the Great War, uh, the greatest war, Amer World War II, my father, uh, who was in Italy and North, North Africa in that war, um, he definitely wanted to make certain that his life was not my life. And my grandfather, who fought in the First World War, I think he was in France. He wanted to make sure that his life was not my father's life. And my great-grandfather, who fought in the Spanish-American War, went to Cuba and fought there, supported San Juan Hill. He wanted his son's life not to be his life, and so on and so on and I certainly wanted my son's life and all the young men who I come in contact with to be better, have better opportunity in my life. That's what this is all about. But you can't be afraid. You can't have that American life. You can't live it. It cannot be yours if you live this life in fear, especially knowing that driving down the street and the chances of you being killed driving down the street in an auto crash is greater than you dying from COVID-19. And, and I'm not saying that you are not going to contract the virus. You're going to have, all of us eventually are going to come in contact with this virus either by vaccination or exposure. Are you hearing me? If you, you, you test everybody right now for the influenza virus, everyone has it. Why? Because all of us have been exposed to it. So don't be afraid of this thing where you're hearing, well, more people are being, all these cases are popping up. They're going to have to pop up. They're going to have to. And these idiots in New York City, they're, they have destroyed. They probably have destroyed once and for all. And it's sad and, and it, because now you have to, and maybe it's a good thing. Maybe what's, uh, uh, has appeared to be evil. God can certainly, I know this for truth, make it good. And maybe New York needs to be, uh, evacuated and then rebuilt by sensible people. Maybe this is the saving grace of the entire nation is that cities like New York are being emptied out. But you do have to be cautious because that thought process is going someplace. And those of you who know where it's going and understand that that thought process is beginning to flood into places like Florida, like Texas, like Georgia. Yeah. Utah even. Oh, that thought process is flooding in there. I've been to all of those states here recently within the last two or three months. I've been to all of those states. Oklahoma. Yeah. It, it, it is flooding into those places. So even though uh, economics is driving that thought and it's, it's driven in the, the cities that 
that type of economic mindset has taken hold of and has driven it into chaos and poverty. When it escapes there, it still goes other places. It goes places. And it infects, it infects the mindset. It poisons the mindset of people who are there because it colonizes you in ways that you don't expect. And before you know it, your children are sitting at your table speaking in Marxist ways, speaking in ways supporting communist ideas. And you wonder where they get that from, but it has happened gradually on your watch. It's happened on your watch. Oh, I'm with you too. I I have to get into the boat with you, but at least I have done what I could to warn. I've done what I could to speak out against it, but still it has happened. Even with voices like Rush and Hannity speaking out against it, still it has happened. Still it has happened. Are you hearing me? Still, it has happened. So what does that mean? What does that mean? That's a chilling thought. Because you cannot say that there have not been voices that have warned against what is occurring right now in our nation. You have a president of the United States who is under siege daily by a relentless uh, Marxist, socialist-controlled, Democrat-owned media in this country. And yes, I'm throwing Fox News into that mix. Oh, yes, I am. Only, Only various people on Fox News anymore can be trusted to be fair and balanced. The rest of them have learned to lean to the left. They have learned to do it. There was a place at one time that the president could get a fair shake. Except for when Shepard Smith was on Fox News, and I think he's on MSNBC or somewhere now, you know, spouting his poison. But except for him, and I mean, I thought that was the fair and balance right there. And then you had one or two others who would come on, you know, uh, who weren't uh, quite on board with the president. But that was fair and balanced. That was fair. It was balanced. I I got that. But now, since the Roger Ailes is gone. And his son and others are taking, you know, the helm, have taken the helm. Well, um, quite frankly, friends, Fox has changed. Even Fox News has changed. And the president's aware of it. He, he, he said it himself. You're, you should be aware of it. Be very careful. That's why I, I think uh, platforms like this, Red State Talk Radio, uh, being the largest of the the platforms, talk platforms, most listened to of the talk platforms, 
is that because you get you get unvarnished and and hey if the conservatives the, if the republicans mess up and they have been prone to do it and they're prone to do it even now and the reason why this president is under the type of siege that he is under is because they didn't stand with him firmly from the very beginning mitch mcconnell was was uh, late to the game he was late to the game paul ryan was not in the game no Paul Ryan was not in the game. Uh, John McCain was alive. He was not in the game. And people like to try to drag the president down because of the way he treated uh, John McCain. But, hey, you better remember how John McCain treated the president and people who supported the president. And, Megan, you know I love you. Megan McCain, you know I do. I'm not speaking ill of your father. I am just saying that this was a shooting war. And unfortunately, John McCain bowed out with his uh, loss to cancer. But this was a shooting war. And both of them were combatants. McCain uh, should uh, felt as though he should have been president. And hey, if you'd taken the gloves off and slapped Obama around the way you should have, John McCain, you would have been president. I'm not too sure that it would have been. Uh, it would have been different. It would have been better. Yeah, it would have been better for sure. And yes, you would have been better than Obama. But I really believe that we would have had a whole different type of republicanism if John McCain had become president of the United States. I think that uh, for such a time as this, we have been saved. Um, we saw the worst of that could happen. During the Obama-Biden administration, we saw bad stuff happen. We saw America bowing down to oil interest in the Middle East. Now we are oil independent. We are independent. We are energy independent. We can remain that way if, in fact, we keep on course with this president that we are on. Or we can go back to being afraid of our own shadow and that's what all this fear is about. They're controlling you through the fear of this virus. They can't control the virus, so they're going to control you through the fear of the virus. And it appears that there's going to be, listen, the cocktail that the president ha- is on, that he's taking right now, uh, we're, we're praying uh, here in these next three or four days that he shows no ill effects of this. Another 24, 48 hours, if he does not have any type of relapsing effects, then I think we're all breathing a sigh of relief. So continue to lift him and his family up in prayer, especially Melania, who, in fact, we, we, we're not talking about it much, but she, too, has been affected by this coronavirus. It does appear that um, we're moving forward with the um, nomination process of Amy Coney Barrett. Looking forward to that. And also tomorrow night, I'll probably be doing commentary. Not sure uh, who, what, when, or where, but uh, it's coming down the pike for the VP debate, which I think will probably be the most watched VP debate in the history of VP VP debates, period. I think you're going to see the clear contrast between night and uh, day here in America. I'm CL. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Don't go anywhere. I thought I was worth saving. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this fantastic day. In America, thank all of you for coming along with me on a daily basis as we build the bridge to conversation here daily on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and I want to thank each and every one of you again, especially our flagship station, Red State, and of course, all of the outlying terrestrial stations who have us in replay. And I want to thank our good friends up in Utah. They are good friend, Kathy Smith, at uh, our Loving Liberty Station. We want to thank them as well for having us a part of their their family all over Utah, being heard. And so, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now, friends, uh, countrymen, here, please lend me your ears. This COVID nineteen thing, as we were saying, is yes, it's a big deal. It's, it's one of the biggest deals ever. But should it be? <laughs> that's that's the thing. Should it be? And that's the whole point that we're trying to make here. Now, I want us to just just take a, a moment. Let's let's pause here for just a moment. And let's just reason together for a moment. Okay? If we really think about it, if we really think about it, if the numbers are just a little bit higher this year, as far as people who have actually died in the influenza season than last year, does that tell us something about the true hysteria that is going on here have have we have we taken the time to actually look at this uh through the eyes of common sense now we're going to have this confirmation hearing and I, I, I and all of this but i want you to think about this because the common sense is missing somewhere in this scenario that I'm about to show you or that I'm about to share with you. Okay. Okay. Here we are in the airport, right? You're in the airport. Okay. 
Of course, you have some of the restaurants there open in the airport. Many of them are closed. In fact, the ones that I really like, I'm not going to call their names or anything, or they're, they're closed. Okay? So, you have to have your mask on when you go into the restaurant. But once you sit at the table with whomever you're sitting at the table with, <laughs> you can take your mask off. Oh, and you can talk and laugh and, you know, yada, yada, yada. Me and my girl, we were out um, in Port St. Lucie. I think we were in Port St. Lucie. Um, a couple of nights ago, and we were in this restaurant, nice restaurant. Um, yeah. And this lady was just, I mean, just having this really raucous laughter. I mean, just blowing away the, every, in fact, her laugh was um, infectious. It made everybody else sort of giggle and laugh, you know, too. Because it was, whatever, she was having a good time. Okay. Great Italian food. I'm not going to call the name of it. Of course, they'd owe me money. If they, I mean, you know. <laughs> Michelle, contact them. I'll tell you who they were. Uh, contact them. We'd love to get them on as one of the sponsors of the show. Great food. But my point is this. Air does circulate, right? I mean, okay. So... I'm getting on the plane, right? And now American Airlines, I usually fly American. That's my carry of choice. I, I like American. Uh, Delta would be my second choice. And, um, but I like American. And I certainly hope that, you know, so many of the people that I, the faces that I see in American are still faces that I see there in American. They're thinking about laying off a whole bunch of folks. But I'm getting on the plane. I'm getting on the plane. I've been in the airport. I've noticed this, pardon me, in the uh, restaurants and so forth. And so we're getting on the plane. And normally, you know, I'm, I fly so much. I'm in the air all the time. And I, I never pay any attention to what's being said. Usually I have my earbuds in my ear. I'm listening to music or whatever. And, um, but this time I, I didn't. I, I actually heard them say something that, even though it, it never makes sense to me anyway, but it actually rang so real how ludicrous all of this is. When I was in this iron capsule that is basically a vacuum-sealed place, it's pressurized, talking about the cabin of the, 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 air, the airplane itself, You have to have that mask on your face at all times during the flight, except when you're eating or drinking. <laughs> now, I want you to think about that because it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous except when you're eating or drinking 
the air still circulates through that plane even more so because we're all sitting there and and you're sitting in the air. Listen, check out how ludicrous this is. I want you to think about these things that we have adhered to that make no sense. You're sitting in the airport. I noticed this. And people are spaced six feet apart, sitting there at the gate, at the terminal gate, before you get on the plane. And then there's people standing around, you know, they're trying to stay distance unless you're together, then you're, you're together. But you're sitting in the terminal there. They even have the seats marked, you know, like, you know, you know, this one you can't sit in, this one you do. It's stupid. Do you know why? Because you are about to get on an airplane and sit side by side with the same people you were spaced out from sitting in the terminal, which has more airflow than sitting in this capsule. My point is, can you see how you are being played for a jump and how they have gotten you to do whatever they want you to do because you are afraid of what the death listen listen yes maybe there have been a whole bunch of deaths because of this maybe not and I'm going to talk about this after this after the top of the hour because uh, I hear these nuts talking about you know Herman Cain this and Herman Cain that in relationship to President Trump. I listen. Herman Cain was a mentor of mine. Are you hearing me? And all of us know who knew Herman that he had been through chemotherapy and that he had colon cancer and he survived that. But he was still in fourth stage of that. Herman Cain's condition when he was tested positive of COVID-19 is nothing like the president's. Herman, when you talk about underlying conditions with Herman Cain, well, I think... uh, the, the 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 breaking down of the body with chemotherapy is one underlying condition by itself. And then the very fact that he did have and was a cancer survivor and was a cancer patient, I think that has a heck of a lot of significance, but not so with the President of the United States. That is not the case whatsoever. And I know that a lot of you, uh, you know, you, you, you don't agree with me. That's good. That's all right. You don't have to agree with me. This is a conversation. And as soon as we get those phone lines uh, uh, back functional the way I really want them, and that's after all this nonsense goes away, we'll take your call so we can converse with you. I'd love to do that. But fear will make you believe 
anything. It will cause you to be hysterical. And anything that goes bump in the night is going to kill you. That's what fear will do for you. And friends, I must tell you this. I refuse to live my life in fear. I tweeted out, I texted out something to all of you. It was a pic of, uh, if you don't follow me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter at Rev, R-E-V-C-L, Bryant, at Rev, C-L, Bryant. Uh, go to our webpage, uh, V-C-L, Bryant, show, uh, the, not our web, yeah, well, yeah, our web page, my, my web page. Go to the C.L. Bryant Show, our, our dot com. Um, and, um, of course, go to FreedomWorks. Uh, we have over six, well, nearly six million, over five million. We have five million uh, on our Facebook page at FreedomWorks. Uh, go to our videos there on our FreedomWorks page, and you can check out um, some of the C.L. Bryant videos there. Uh, that are there, I refuse, refuse to live my life in fear of anyone, anything, anytime. I'm not going to do it. My dad said it best, you know, if you're standing on what you believe in, then they can only kill you once. They'll always remember you as a man. They'll kill, they can kill you once, but how will they remember you? I guess, I guess what, that's the best I can get out of what he was saying. Will they remember you as a coward? Or remember you as a man? You know, all of those signers of the Declaration, I'm going to talk about this when we come back. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sure they had their flaws, no question about it. And yeah, maybe they did engage in an institution that was absolutely heinous. Yeah, slavery. But I'm talking to you as a free man today. You better believe it. And it's because we're rem- we remember them as being men and not cowards. Talk about it on the side of the break. C.L. Bryant shows come to you live today throughout the Fruited Plains. Because of great people, great Americans just like you. I'll be back after the top of the hour with more. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. I'm just a pilgrim on this road, boys. Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show.
Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. Second hour CL Bryant show. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation. If you don't get both hours of the CL Bryant show, download it free onto your favorite device, uh, the CL Bryant show app. You can get it in your app store. V T A G V C L Bryant show. Uh, yeah. Free download in the app store. We build the bridge to conversation right here throughout our great nation, coast to coast, border to border over red state, talk radio and i want to thank loving liberty for bringing us into their family as well and all the terrestrials who replay us uh throughout the day and if you don't get the cl bryant show somewhere somehow some way where you are demand that they get it for you Hey, I want to thank all of you for making the show as popular as it is if you're going through Times Square they're in New York City and Times Square kind of man it's kind of eerie going through Times Square Look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not, that iconic building, Ripley's Believe It or Not, and the Red State Talk billboard that is right above Ripley's Believe It or Not. And every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant show, boom, it pops up right there on uh, that billboard um, for several seconds. (laughs) And old C.L.'s face is looking back at you there in Times Square. And thank you again for uh, coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation. I want to give a, a shout out again. I did this at the top of uh, the first hour. I want to give a shout out again to someone who's come to my attention. Uh, someone who uh, is close to me uh, is uh, there with with her and uh, Mrs. Mayfield there in uh, Fort Pierce. Florida. Yeah. I want to wish you all the best, all good things to you and yours. And uh, God bless you and God keep you is my prayer for you. And um, uh, all the best for this day and the days to come. Yes, Ms. Mayfield there in Fort Pierce shouting out to you and to a my good, good friend who's there with you. And Uh, Someone who means a lot to me. And you know what that's all about. And to my friends in Florida and my friends uh, there in that uh, Port St. Lucie area, I want to thank you. And all the way down on Palm, down to Palm Beach and all the way into Miami. Um, Wanted to support uh, the veterans this weekend. Of course, uh, we had a lot of things that came up. There in Palm Beach, where uh, we went down to try and support it. But uh, it was a great thought that occurred over this weekend, folks. And that is, you know, honoring our veterans. And that is something I'm afraid is going to happen if you get Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, well, if you get the if you get the Kamala Harris of the Harris Biden ticket, yes, I said Harris Biden ticket gets into the White House. Kamala Harris will pull out the long knife and somehow Uncle Joe will decide that he doesn't want to be president. He was just funning you. Yeah, he's just funny. He didn't want. I, 
Joe, Joe has never gotten more than one percent of his party's confidence when he ran for president two other times. This is the third time for him running for president. He has never gained any enthusiasm. And you're telling me, uh, listen, this is what they want you to believe. They want you to believe that this loser, Joe Biden, is leading Donald John Trump by 14 points. Are you kidding? Are you telling me that there are some polls who really think, America, that you are that stupid? Yes, there are. There are polls who think that you are that stupid. Both the the Democrat ticket, we might as well talk about this because tomorrow night we're going to have this debate, right? We're going to have this debate between the vice presidential candidates. And I know for whatever diabolical and ungodly reason that, uh, you know, Kamala Harris is being favored over Mike Pence. Uh, For whatever reason that happens to be. That within itself should tell you that there is something upside down with this world. Kamala, she drips of socialist venom. How can you say that you love America and you will vote for someone who will destroy its foundation? Oh, yeah, you say you love your house, but then you will allow someone to come in and take a jackhammer to the foundation of it. Somebody lying. Or somebody is totally misled, deceived. You make the call. You make the call. What is it? Because as far as I can see, as far as I can tell, Somebody's lying. You either love America and you love what it's about. Hey, listen, when you when you hear these when you hear this phrase and you're going to hear it even more, you heard it a lot during the Obama administration. And that phrase was fundamental change. Need to occur. Fundamental change need to occur. Now, now, for those of you who don't really understand the, 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 the bottom line of what fundamental change means, let me break it down for you. Hey, I want you to go, hey men, go home to your wives tonight. Uh, you young lovers out there. Yeah, 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 this, this is the best one. This is the best one. You new lovers out there, you young lovers out there. Oh, you found you somebody that you really like. You've been hanging out for a little while now. And, uh, you know, decided to hold hands, move on down the road, right? Tonight at dinner, or if you take her out or you take him out, I want you to try a little experiment. Say to that person that believe that you like them, that you love them, Say to that person, now, darling, tomorrow 
I want you to be fundamentally changed. (laughs) And then I want you to report back to me and tell me about the magnitude of that argument, of that fight. Let me see, man, the lump on your head when you say to that woman that you want her to be fundamentally changed. Now, men, we're, we're more likely to put up with it because we, we know that we, some change has to come with us. I mean, we're just that twist and warp, you know. But women uh, don't, don't take that very, very good. That means that you don't like her. That means that it means that you don't like her. And lady, that means that you don't like him. You don't like the fundamentals of him. You don't like the fundamentals of her. And these are the words that were used when speaking of America from a guy who held the office for eight years. He wanted America to be fundamentally changed. His wife said it a couple of times that uh, she was never proud to be an American until he became president of the United States. Huh? Really? Fundam- fundamentally, you've never loved you never loved the fundamentals of what the nation stood for. Oh, I get it. I know what it is. So many people are clouded by what went on in the past. You know that? Are you aware of that? I, I talk about this a lot, and I might as well talk about it now because you know it's just you and me talking. I want I want to restore. You know, I used to go with Glenn on uh, his restore. You know, freedom, and I went with him over into um, uh, Freedom Works myself. We went over with him into Israel, restore courage over there. Back when Glenn was. Uh, I mean, just riding this really high wave of, of popularity. Uh, I'm proud to say that uh, I was and am a friend of Glenn Beck's. And I don't care what you listen. Listen, folks, uh, I say I, I am a free agent. I say what I want to say. And I know that there are a lot of people out there that, that don't like Glenn anymore. I do. I know there's a lot of Republicans out there that don't like Glenn. I know a lot of uh, conservatives that have fallen out with Glenn, Christians who have fallen out with Glenn, yada, yada, yada. But like I'm telling you, I'm a free agent. I say what I want to say. He's my friend. Okay? And I think it's time for us to restore common sense to this conversation that we're having here in this country because we have lost all semblance of being rationally rational thinking people. I think we have lost all semblance of that. Letting the inmates run the asylum and Kamala Harris is you're talking about putting her a heartbeat away from the presidency of the United States? Kamala Harris? 
you you already had someone who wanted to fundamentally change this country, and he sent pallets of your money to the Iranians. Pallets of it, money, your money. Hillary Clinton was selling our uranium to the Russians. Wow, what a, that must have been an incredible kickback. That must have been an incredible kickback. Mainstream media doesn't talk about that. Uh, hey, uh, it is true that James Comey should be in prison. Why, you ask? Because James Comey conspired against his president. Someone needs to do a perp walk over this uh, revelation that has come out that the FBI was weaponized against the the newly elected president of the United States do you hear that in the in the news media at all? Somebody should take the perp walk. Someone should take the perp walk behind. Someone should be going to jail. Are you have we we're through the looking glass, folks? It, it this is Cheshire Cat time. Mad Hatter is everywhere. Kind of makes me want to watch the film again. Read the book or something. Because there's something deep that was going on in the mind there. Lewis Carroll. By the way, my father um, is uh, named himself. And I'll tell the story some other time. um, From that particular author. My father's name was L.C. Yeah, that was his name. Until he had to give himself a name being inducted into um, World War II. And he chose to make the L.C. stand for Lewis Carroll. Lewis Carroll Bryant spells it the same way. And, of course, my middle name is Lewis. So, um, friends, restoring... Common sense may be difficult. Do you know why? Because our young people aren't used to that. I have I have met some uh, young people recently in, in, in several places uh, in Texas and Florida. And over this weekend, I met some young people who really gave me um, hope. You should give all of us hope to know that there are young people who have their heads uh, being tightened down straight and, and speaking the right stuff, not only to uh, their own selves, but speaking it boldly around those who might disagree with them. That's the right stuff. And that should give you hope that there are young people who are engaged common sense can be restored 
like that. Having conversation. What do you mean you don't want to talk about it? What do you mean, uh, you know, it, it, you're young? I've heard college students say that they feel threatened. Hear me now. When they hear the word conservative, Republican, Trump, they feel threatened. Because of the words, people, are you hearing me? There are American citizens who actually admit to feeling threatened over words. So no wonder you have people who are being held captive to the fear of dying from something that has less threat to them than driving down the streets of America. It's irrational. It's hysterical. And it's inevitable that all of us will eventually, whether we know it or not, have a positive read for coronavirus because, hey, quite frankly, and I'm going to talk about this when I come back, you know, I spent my summers down on a farm where my grandpa raised um, cows, always had a couple of bull, get a, always had a bull, not a couple of them, but a, a bull, I'll tell you a little story about that down there. And kids talked about this with some uh, friends uh, down in uh, Port St. Lucie over the um, the weekend. We were talking about this. It might have been weekend before, but I want to share it with you because this is what's gonna have to happen, and this is why you should not be afraid. Because it's going to have to happen. It always has happened. And uh, it has to happen this time. So don't be stupid. Americans, wake up. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Our hands 
arms are lifted high. Our hearts are bowing in reverence. CL back with you on this fantastic day. Great day, in fact, in the USA. The president seems to be on the mend, showing a fantastic example to the rest of the nation of American courage, strength, and determination. Friends, we shall get through this. We will overcome all of this. We always have. We always will. As long as we keep our American spirit, attitude, and trust in our Judeo-Christian ethic close to our heart and home. Now, as I was saying to you before we left, I want to share this with you. And this is something that's going to have to happen to the entire country, the entire world, in fact. In fact, Sweden is, um, you know, they're not nearly as closed off and shut down and all that as we have been. And, uh, you know, the, things are rocking along just the way they should. Smaller country. And actually, it's a, it's a good test for that in a smaller place because, you know, you just multiply it out, the, the practice, and the same uh, a human effect should occur on the entire, let's call them the herd, H-E-A-R-D. I mean, not, not H-E-R-D, H-E-R-D, herd, cattle, not, not H-E, anyway, herd, H-E-R-D, sorry. Now, Evelyn Hightower would have reached and pinched me. She was my 11th grade English teacher. I give her a lot of credit for what I have become. I just wish I had had the opportunity to tell her how important she was to everything that I do. But she taught me to spell. That's what. That's the point. <laughs> my 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 father, my 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 grandfather, rather my mom's dad who had um, cattle, all kind of livestock and so forth. There were some times when you had a small herd of goats or something like that, you would not use this particular practice. But if you had a hardy herd of cattle, you did this. If you had a, a pretty hardy herd of cattle, if one of them became ill with something that was not just slobbering at the mouth, drop dead sickness, you didn't isolate that uh, steer or cow from the, the herd. You let the whole herd become infected with it. And they all got over it or you just lost the whole herd. Usually the straw, if the herd has been fed right, watered right, uh, taken care of, you know, medically, whatever, they're going to get over it and they're going to be stronger, which means the calves that come will also have the immunity of it. That's the way we basically survived on this earth. For however long you want to believe we've been here, 
whether you are a uh, you know a creationist or uh, one who believes that the Earth has been here billions and billions of years, and you know, or, or whatever, you know, it, it has not. You know, believe whatever you want to believe, as far as that's concerned. I'm very libertarian that way. Okay, yeah, I have my own personal beliefs, and um, I, I've shared them with you. But this is what I truly believe: that we do have a designer, a creator of all of that we all that we see, all that is. We have that. And because we have survived all the other viruses that are worse than this one over the span of human existence, somehow I believe that we, if, if you believe in evolution, you, I think maybe we would evolve a mask or something by now if we were intended to have one. But that hadn't happened, and I'm, and of course, um, you know, I'm a knuckle dragger, so I still think monkeys are still monkeys. They haven't evolved past where they uh, they originally were, from what I can tell. And if we've been around for millions of years, then they must have been around for millions of years. I just don't see them evolving into anything different. Um, yeah, call me a knuckle dragger, whatever. I don't know, but yeah, they're still monkeys, as far as I, I can tell. And human beings are still human beings, as far as I can tell, and. Uh, you know, and I guess the great trick of all of this is the time factor. Gee whiz, you had a couple of million years, a couple of million or quadrillion or billion years. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I, I guess. Um, heck, uh, a fish can become a man. If you if you had that many, I guess anything's possible. If you, it can become rational. Gee whiz. Um, Joe Biden may become president after three ties. You got enough time to just about anything. Just about anything's possible. Because something's either being added to or taken away from. And in America's case, friends, we are being robbed of our liberties. We're being robbed of our freedoms right under our noses. And it's all because our common sense is being sapped out of us. We're not thinking properly. And so... All the way around the barn, back to first base, back to home plate, rather. Kamala Harris, Mike Pence, show up on stage tomorrow night. Plexiglass will be between them. (laughs) Overabundance of caution. Yeah. And um, if you are unable, and I'm not telling you who to vote for, I'm not telling you what to vote for, I'm just telling you to watch. Be sure to watch closely the charade that she puts on tomorrow night. Aren't you able to see through this yet, Americans? Can't you see through what they're doing yet? I tell you what, if you want your blood pressure to go up, I mean, if you have low blood pressure, keep your television on MSNBC. If if you have any conservative leanings and you have a low blood pressure, keep your television. Oh, just go there one hour a day, maybe 30 minutes. 
To raise your pressure, it may only take a few minutes. Turn it on MSNBC. And you will hear people calling the president's courageous stance there on the portico the other day. Mussolini like. If ever Joy Behar, if ever there was an image of a dictator, Joy Behar, you're seeing it. Talking about when Trump was uh, still in the hospital, but yet he was riding around. He wanted to go for a ride. And he waved at the people. Joy Behar, that idiot. Oh, yeah, I know. uh, You know, I know you want me to be kinder and gentler and all of this kind of thing. But this is idiocy, folks. When you have someone calling our president, the president of the United States of America. When you throw that kind of shadow on him as some type of dictator. I mean, I don't know what. what, Okay, she was a comedian and she was joy was funny at one time. It was before all of us became so uh, anti hearing each other. Joy could be a, a back in the back in the day before all of this Obama stuff happened because we all really became racist. Every one of us became racist during the Obama era. Oh yeah, everybody became racist. Oh oh, he was definitely a racist. Uh, and anybody else who spoke against him was a racist. We all became racist. Joy Joy Behar became. Uh, someone who was no longer funny. She became a political hack. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg. We all remember uh, the lovable Whoopi. Huh? In the the little stupid movie she would make. And then uh, she was a uh, pretty good. She and Ted dancing, you know, you know, we, we all remember Ted dancing doing the blackface when him and him and uh, uh Whoopi were were you know lovers or whatever they were I don't know what that was about you know but uh, but just <laughs> but just the same um we 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 list, we knew what they we knew they were liberals but they were still funny and they knew that we were conservatives but you know they they still we still jabbed at each other and all this kind of stuff but now it's become really personal folks. All of all of this stuff has gone. Donald Trump was not a villain. He was not evil when he appears on when he used to appear on Oprah, when he'd appear with Sean Puffy Combs or Mike Tyson or Al Sharpton or Jesse Jackson. He wasn't a villain. He wasn't a racist back then. Don King will tell you he was never a racist. I knew the president before he became president. He was he wasn't a racist. You know. I met him before then. I met him before he became candidate Trump. He was not a racist. So, I don't know when he became one, but I do know that everybody became one right during the Obama administration. Everybody became a racist. He was a racist. Obama was a racist. I don't know how he pulled it off being biracial. Talk about (laughs) self-loathing. He hates both sides of himself. Oh, my goodness. And.
and he made everybody else racist who disagreed with him. So everybody became racist. If you agreed with Obama, you had to be a racist. If you disagreed with Obama, you were a racist. So everybody became a racist during the Obama administration. Or you became an Uncle Tom or a sellout. Either one of those you became, whether you agreed with or disagreed with Barack Hussein Obama. If you if you were ever uh, a conservative and you voted for Barack Obama, uh, if you were a black conservative and you voted for Barack Obama, if you were a white conservative and you voted for Barack Obama, you are and you were a sellout. And if you voted against Obama and you're a black conservative, of course, you are a Tom. Uh, Friends, I'm neither. I am an American who happens to love the capitalist system, the American way. I will vote and you should vote for the candidate who is best for you. Not your brother or your sister, your family, or your clique, your social circle. But I have always voted for the candidate at the time that I believed was best for me. At least I've done that over the last 27 years that I've been a conservative Yeah, I didn't know I was one. No, I I just know that when I uh, bailed out of the NAACP because they wanted me to support, um, you know, um, abortion, you know, um, the Planned Parenthood, when I bailed out of that because of my own personal convictions, I really, I, I didn't know I was a conservative. It wasn't until Jane and I uh, had gone down to uh, Tampa, Florida. We had moved to Tampa and we were living there and I, you know, was duly employed. I would become a part of a church there and um, I was working with them and I was also in the finance business. Uh, I mortgage, I was a mortgage originator. And so uh, I was looking for a client one day and I was uh, just driving around in my car, flipping around through the AM dial because I was actually looking for Keith Hightower who was a liberal commentator that I I got my dose of liberalism from him. And I came across this guy called Rush. And I had never heard of this guy called Rush. This was 1990. I never heard of this guy called Rush. Never heard of Rush. Yeah. Yeah. And I had never, ever voted Republican in my life. I never even considered uh, being a conservative. I knew what a conservative was. Uh, I always uh, thought of Barry Goldwater, Ronald Reagan, of course, uh, when I thought of conservative. Yes, folks, I, n- I never voted for Reagan. I never voted for Reagan. I, I was always I voted for Reagan's opponent and I always did. I, I, and and it, was, it wasn't until I became in the, it wasn't until the 90s that I started to research and know 
the ideas of Ronald Reagan. I never met him. No. Mm, certainly wish I had. Met, I've met many people who've known Ronald Reagan. I've, I've met Clint Eastwood. And, uh, you know, they have known Ronald Reagan. Uh, Daryl Issa, you know, they knew Ronald Reagan. So um, I didn't know I was a conservative until I started listening to this guy, Rush. And Bill Clinton at the time was about to run for president, running for president. And um, this guy, Rush, was giving Bill Clinton the blues. I'd never heard this before. It's back in 1990. And um, <laughs> the more I listened, the more I thought to myself, you know, I, I never voiced this before. And, and there must be actually millions of black people who feel the same way. They're just scared to say so. They, they just um, know that what he's saying, it, it, it rings true to them, too. Well, here I was, a black guy. Of course, you know, interracial marriage um, all of my life. I've been in interracial marriage, you know. And um, I, I was still a black man. You know, you never stop being who you are. You know, my, um, of course, you know, quarter Scots-Irish, all right, but I'm a black man in, in America. I don't care, you know, what type of European uh, ancestry you have, too. But I'm, I'm not, I come from, my roots also run into Nigeria and a little bit of Choctaw, Indian, you know, very, you know, a little bit. As they are. But... I was I was feeling and I was hearing exactly what this guy Rush was saying. And he wasn't talking the regular liberal line that the NAACP was saying. So somebody's lying. Somebody's funning me. Someone had to be pulling my leg. Because if what he was saying was true, then most of what I had known and embraced throughout my political engagement, and that's been most of my life because my parents were activists uh, during the civil rights era, it was basically based upon untruths. I want to talk about that when I return. I'm CL. Don't any of you go anywhere. The CL Bryant Show will return. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth So you clean me up inside You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. 
God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you. I was very proud to lend my voice to that hit song of my good friend D-Rock. Uh, I am an American. Um, yeah, be, be sure to get it at D-Rock Country or wherever uh, records are sold, Amazon, wherever you can get them. Um, D-Rock. I am um, uh, was hoping to, to have seen him uh, this past weekend, but I'm glad that I didn't. <laughs> but anyway, uh, everything's uh, everything's good. Everything's well that ends well. Uh, and it ended well for for um for me uh, this weekend it was really really outstanding and um made some personal progress uh this weekend all of you know that uh, i'm in a, a process of being healed and moving on with the rest of my life um and friends wh- whatever you do in life do it without fear be confident you have faith you say you have faith in god then then walk by that faith and uh, not by things really that you can see. I mean, don't be stupid or anything, but uh, you just walk by the faith that you've been being led in. Let him order and guide and direct your steps. And he won't, he won't, he will not in any way lead you, lead you astray. He won't lead you, lead you wrong. I assure you of that. And um, I'm very, I'm very happy with uh, the way I'm being led um, right now. And uh, on into our future, on into the future, I'm really looking looking forward to it. And so, Americans, our future is is being ordered if we put it into the hands of our Judeo Christian ethics. It has led us this far. It has. It, it has led us this far. And and why not trust it to lead us on down the road? Oh, yeah, it's not that everybody believed in the Judeo-Christian ethic, but they should be glad that some of us, that many of us did. That is the dominant faith here. Because it is that faith that has been a blessing to all nations of the earth. Are you hearing me? Friends, whether you believe it or not, and I got, I got to say this today, I have to, I'm driven to say this today. But you should, you should at least crack your scriptures open and just read from the 13th chapter of Genesis on. You'll see a journey there. Yeah, you'll see a journey there. And you'll see that words come forth to this man, Abraham, that say, through you, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Now, this was said, you know, thousands of years ago, for over 4,000 years ago. And the Abraham Accord, that um, the Abrahamic Accord, that the president has overseen, is a part of that blessing. Because if there is peace there in that area, then that does in fact herald 
that Scripture is absolutely on point and has been on point. And I want you to understand something, friends. I'm speaking to you uh, here from uh, my discipline and my doctrine. Is that many of us believe that war and upheaval in our nation and around the world, around the globe, is the sign of the end of things, the end of times, but it's not. No, peace and safety is. No, it's peace and safety. Uh, read, that's 24th chapter of Matthew, you read that. It's peace and safety that's the sign of things that are fixing to fall apart. When everything is calm and peaceful and people are saying we're safe, that's when all hell breaks loose. So my point is simply this. Regardless of what happens next, all of us are going to live until we die. You drive up and down the street every day, don't you? And yet we are afraid of COVID, which is less risk to you than driving up and down the, being killed, driving up and down the street. My whole point, this whole show to speaking to you today has been none other, been nothing more than to just say to you that we cannot survive isolated from one another. We cannot, you are not doing yourself any favors by wearing masks all the time. Your body's not designed for that. And the creator knew that there could be things that come upon this earth that would be challenging to you. And to all of us on this globe, because we're here together and the air does circulate. But whoever put this in motion for us, call him God, call him the creator, call it the universe, call it whatever you want to. I happen to call him God. And through him and by him, Jesus Christ, all things were made. That's my doctrine. That's my discipline. I've got to believe that he, in his design of his creation, because he's done it in everything else, and those things that were not supposed to survive did not. Like dinosaurs, for instance. They're gone because their time on this earth was finished. It was done. So they're gone. Boom. For whatever reason, whether the asteroid, whatever, knocked them out. Climate change, flood, what have you, knocked them out. They're gone. And when our time to go from this earth is come, we'll be gone, too. Point being, live your life with boldness. Live your life like those who came before us lived it. Those who made this nation the great nation that it is. We have to live our lives the way they live theirs. We have to still forge the rivers, face the pandemics, face the challenges that are before us that would destroy our society. Put down the insurrections that would take away our American freedoms and liberties. And I'm talking about the looting and the burning that goes on in this street. Unbridle the authority of those 
who would keep law and keep peace in this our nation. There are our sons and daughters that are police officers, and they see the underbelly while you sleep peacefully in your beds at night. Our, our nieces and nephews, our children, our cousins, our brothers and our sisters, our husbands and our wives. There are many of them who see the underbelly of society while you sleep peacefully in your beds at night. And friends, they are being disrespected out on the streets of America like you cannot believe. And it's because we have this warped and twisted idea of what authority is in this country. Common sense has been the theme of my show here today. It is void in this country. Don't you know that when that officer gets out at that four-way stop in the middle of an intersection, that's not some guy standing there. Friends, that's you standing there. He's representative of you. And anyone who attacks his authority, they're not attacking him. They're attacking you, the citizen of this country. So wake up and understand that the fundamental change of this nation is taking place. And you're letting it happen. It's not that you haven't been told. Of course you've been told. But like I said in the first hour, it's happening anyway. That's because I think we all in our own way, doing our own little part, we're on a collision course with whatever destiny we will face on November 3rd. Oh, there is certainly no doubt a date with destiny that we shall meet on November 3rd. It will this November 3rd will be our date with destiny as to where our nation will go with its American future or its post-American future. Because, friends, listen to me. This is not hysterical talk. I'm not running around waving my hands in the air hysterically. I'm saying this is a matter of fact because of the policies that they have laid out. They're plain black and white. Can't you read? Well, have somebody read it to you. You better ask somebody. What's going on here? Can't you read? They are going to change the very structure of this country and the Senate of this nation is in trouble. It is no, there is no guarantee that Republicans hold on to that Senate. There is no guarantee that we take back the House. Not in these times. Friends, the polls have Donald Trump in some of them. Some of them have Donald Trump down by 14 points. That, friends, 
maybe propaganda, no doubt about it. But Americans may be that deceived, no doubt about it. So we are on a collision course with destiny. November 3rd, 2020. Yes, it has been a year that has been eye-opening. Just as we thought it would be, but there are some things that we never thought we wanted to see. We all thought it would be just peaches and creams and you know, strawberry fields forever. It has been an eye opening. It has been a, a year where we have seen things clearly with 2020 vision. And the thing that we have seen most clear here in 2020 is that we were being taken to the pen to be slaughtered. Our America was being slaughtered. Wake up, America. Wake up. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. And I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, my heartfelt desire for each of you is that God will bless and keep you all. Mm-hmm.